You are listening to Mountain Bike Radio. Welcome back to the Apex Nutrition Podcast. I'm Ben Welnack, and with me is the star of the Apex Nutrition Podcast, Kelly Jennings. Kelly, thanks for joining me. Thank you, Ben. All right. It's been a little while since we uh, did the last episode, a few weeks. Yeah. Um, but this time, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about uh, some food. Uh, yes. <laughs> paleo. What I mean, kind of go through the differences here and, and good, bad, whatever. But paleo, uh, feed zone, and your approach and kind of figure out what what is best or mishmash or what works. So what's yeah. up? Yeah, so this kind of was derived from a question from someone who had, um, it seems like dove into the paleo diet and wasn't getting great results on the bike and thought maybe the feed zone was better and just kind of the discussion back and forth on a forum that way. Um, so you'll kind of see that I don't think that there's any one best way for everyone. And also, um, we'll talk a little bit that it really depends on your goals too. Um, your goals, on the bike, uh, off the bike as far as weight loss, that should really drive um, what you do in terms of eating different foods, especially when we're talking about carbohydrates. Um, but we'll first go through the philosophies because I think it is fine to subscribe to a philosophy, but then you have to tweak it as an athlete. Um, we're in a different category whenever you want to get on your bike and ride for hours and hours. You can't, you know, take one one diet or whatever you want to call it, philosophy and think that it's going to um, work for everyone or be the best training plan for you. So first of all, yeah, good. I was just going to interrupt saying that it's, I'm glad you mentioned it, it was a question because it was a question from a listener. And if you have any other questions before we get started, uh, I just want to mention you can hit me up at Ben at mountainbikeradio.com and I can pass along. Otherwise it's uh, Kelly at Apex, Kelly with a I K E L L I. Yes at apexnutritionllc.com. So you can yeah. feel free to shoot us an email and we'll answer it just like we're answering this question. Yep. And like I've said before, please only easy questions. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> as easy as you can because it's, yeah. yeah. But no, um, seriously, any question, um, it might take a little while just from yeah. different shows and like figuring, you know, whatever, but we'll get to it. So. Yeah, we had that one great show of lots of questions and that was really fun. It makes me dive into things too that, and I appreciate, you know, having to go out and find answers that I might not know. It's always good. So yes, please do. Okay. So let's start with paleo. And I will tell you, like, I'll be honest that, um, how I personally eat and how I teach does fall a little bit on this side of things. You know, we should throw in here too, um, like vegetarian and vegan. That's the one I get a lot, especially with that new, it's not new anymore. The movie in the book, uh, Forks Over Knives, when people talk about, um, you know, all the history of heart disease and this and other things because of our um, meat consumption. And of course, there's also, um, gosh, his name is going to escape me. Oh, Scott. Um, what's his name? The, the really amazing ultra runner out of Seattle who is completely vegan. And yeah, Scott Jurek. Yes, sure. Sorry. Um, you know, there's a lot. So we do have examples of very amazing endurance athletes who eat completely differently than one another. So, okay, back to it. paleo. So this is basically a philosophy that says we should eat as our distant ancestors did hunter gatherer style. And um, we don't need to go into all the reasons for this, but 
primarily they they feel like in evolutionary terms, our bodies were made to eat a certain way and not made to eat our current diet. And there's lots of different reasons why um, they claim this, you know, and the classic thing that people say is, well, those guys didn't live that long and their teeth rotted out and they're, you know, this and that. Um, But basically they're saying that they didn't have a lot of the chronic disease and whether it just couldn't be um, diagnosed or they didn't live long to have it, you know, people go back and forth on that. But overall, these were lean muscular machines um, that in whatever records they have, people with uh who've studied it much more than me feel like they were in a much healthier state for their lifetime at least um so that's paleo and what paleo for athletes has tried to do then is take this uh philosophy so if we break that down in food terms then what does hunter gatherer mean well obviously it's not going to mean being a vegan (laughs) it's going to be kind of the opposite but the cool thing that i really do appreciate about paleo is it also means it's not going to be all the convenience fast processed foods either so although people think of this and they think of meat eaters, mostly it's a very high vegetable content diet um, with an emphasis on grazed meat. So grass fed and grazed as much as possible. Um, some fruits like fruits and berries. So if you can think that they were, you know, would get that when they could. Um, and it doesn't have modern agriculture in it. So no modern grains is the big thing. And that's what people often also get hung up on. They see this as um, all meat eating and no grains. And, and that is true in some respects. Um, but they feel like agriculture, because of the demand to um, feed the masses in our day and age, um, grains have been changed enough to where they are... Um, they're not even like what ancient grains used to be. So they're not even just agriculture, but agriculture in the modern day is very different, you know, and there's, there's a lot of different things to look at here. Um, the rise in not only celiac disease, but in actually uh, just gluten and sense or sensitivity and problems with wheat and gluten and that sort of thing. Also, they, um, so the aspects that you want to think about then is so it's mostly like a vegetable diet with meat in there. Um, no, you know, processed foods and emphasis on organic, that sort of thing. But the don'ts then are they don't do grains. They don't do beans and legumes. They don't do uh, milk or any sort of dairy because they feel like um, we shouldn't be eating or drinking dairy from another species. And, um, And it's overall very low in carbs compared to the modern diet. So that's paleo for athletes. Of course, um, when you look at this, there are going to be some questions then about what an athlete should eat whenever they train. Um, the book Paleo for Athletes does go through this and they have a lot of good ideas. The place where I differ with them is I do put more of an emphasis, even though I'm fine with people eating this way. A couple things is one, um, I do make sure that our carbs are in place for daytime meals all the way up until when someone trains and, and through the daytime. So let's say through the afternoon, we are using carbs. And most people who do paleo are also. Um, and it's fine with me to, to restrict the grains. I've seen a lot of benefit. We had that whole show about going gluten-free. Mm-hmm. Um, and personally and professionally, I have seen a lot of benefit in people losing a lot of the grains. It makes it a little bit tougher. But the emphasis on fresh fruits and um Things like yams, that sort of thing for your carb sources, I think are fine. Um, I've seen people, you know, kind of have more energy, 
stop things like skin rashes, eczema, digestion issues, lots of things. Um, one place that I differ is I do use, um, I think, a good quality like organic plain yogurt with something added in is a great ancient food for people to eat. Um, and I think that we talked about it. We've talked about it at some point that I have to call BS on us being the only um, species that drinks another species dairy. All kinds of species would love to drink some cow's milk if you just left it out in your yard, especially if you live somewhere where there's lots of wildlife. You know, or if you've ever lived on a farm and there's been cats. Yeah, they, they would. Love they, it. Yeah, it's all they go for. Yeah, so um, it's. I think it's a problem of availability more than it is of us being the only ones who thought that up. Um, so anyway, um, you know, can I, yeah. I? I'm just gonna take one minute to say personal BS on some things too, because yes, um, I, you know, I, I get to limit one aspect of the environment, say food. From a evolutionary, ter- say a thousand, five thousand, mm. ten thousand years ago, um, and say, oh, it's just the food that affected their whatever. Yes. It's not. It's lifestyle, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> like it's uh, like yeah. You sit at a desk eight hours a day. Mm. I'm pretty sure, or if you sit at a desk eight hours a day, regardless if you work out two hours at night. Right. Without doing anything different during the day, I'm pretty sure it doesn't make much difference what you eat let's say, unless it's like, you know, five pizzas all day, it's not going to make it, you know, that's a huge factor. Yeah. Yeah. There's way more going on than just like, Oh, I'm not eating that grain or I'm not eating that. But anyhow, sorry. Go ahead. And a lot of times that's how people see these diets as like a, um, a magic bullet, you know? Mm -hmm. And they, so they start doing this and they're like, well, why aren't I feeling better? Or why aren't, you know? And I think that, you know, in paleo's defense, they do most of the people who, really follow this and try to teach others do want it to be a lifestyle, not a diet. More right. Of- but that's, but that's separate of the, the diet. They're already like yes. that to begin with. Right. The other thing that goes in with our modern lifestyle that you have to talk about is it's not just physical, but mental stress that really impacts our bodies. And, um, you know, when we have struggles or problems, let's say your computer crashes that's like a mental stress and there's not a physical release that happens afterwards. So our stress hormones can build up without what's built into our bodies, like a, a release. So when you talk about flight or fight, those hormones. Um, so, you know, in ancient times, a stress may have been having to run from a predator. Our bodies have those mechanisms in place to have that stress or hom- hormone and then a release. If you're sitting in front of your computer and you're stressed, there's not that physical release. And, um, and those hormones impact our brains, impact our hearts, impact our arteries, impact lots of things. Um, and it, it is a, it's a good point. There's lots of reasons for problems. I'm going to make a t-shirt that says I heart cortisol. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. All right. Um, okay. So, um, what questions have I left out on paleo? Uh, I think that kind of, it kind of sums it up. I, I, I want to, let's. Go on, you know, take something like the feed zone because that was in the question. Like, what should, you know, um, right. and take right. that and just do the same thing and then we'll yep. see what you think. Okay. One last thing on paleo is that they do try to also emphasize um, becoming a fat burner as an athlete versus a carb burner. And they want athletes to use more fats um, and their own body fat to fuel 
endurance rather than carbs. So I'll yeah. throw that out there too, and then we'll we'll circle back. Yep. And that's it. a whole other show because that's a, that's a whole other show. That's and training I, nutrition instead yes. of daily. Yeah. And I just want to throw in there: this is this is away from your advice for training nutrition. But every once in a while, you want to become a, a little bit better at fat burning. Every once in a while, go out for like your two hour ride or whatever, mm-hmm. and just drink some water. Mm-hmm. You'll make it. I trust me. You'll you won't fall. <laughs> But anyhow, that's a whole other show that I think we'll hit. So, yep. But yep. go ahead. All right. And I'll, I'll summarize that at the end. But yeah, I think we should do it just on training nutrition later. Yeah. Okay. Feed zone. And I'm talking just to um, clarify this one. I'm talking about feed zone, the whole cookbook, not the portables, because that would be training nutrition. So that will be part two of this discussion. Okay. Um, but I will talk a little bit about his philosophy. So um, Dr. Ellen Lim, he's um, a doctor who worked with uh, pro cyclists. For a long time and kind of saw that their diet, both in training nutrition and daily nutrition, was lacking. um, You know, I don't know if you've ever read, like, stories of Tour de France cyclists and kind of what their lifestyle is and what they eat and all that sort of thing. But it is historically kind of bleak, you know, very bland, so afraid of gaining any weight, so afraid of uh, any digestive issues. Because they got a, you know, the strength to weight ratio in that field of endurance athletes is, is crazy. I, I've always, you know, said whenever I work with pro cyclists versus mountain bikers, for whatever reason, mountain bikers are able to carry some weight and be at the top of their game. But in pro cycling, it's just not true. You, these people are very, very, very lean. So it's no wonder that there's some dietary issues going on whenever you're six foot and trying to be 135 pounds. You know, um, there's going to be some things. And, uh, you know, and I think there's a lot of, um, I don't know if superstition is the right word, uh, maybe a tradition or habit is a better word of just kind of sticking with whatever your, you know, someone's coach told them. So then everyone stick with it and uh, they're afraid to kind of go outside the lines of diet. And I don't, I think there's a modern trend. I think Dr. Ellen Lim is one of a, a key example of someone who's really helped kind of turn this around a bit. Um, the last the last time I worked with a um, Tour de France level cyclist was about two years ago. And we did a lot of this too, just kind of this, um, you know, breaking away from these old habits. And so what he did is, you know, he wrote this book that has lots of great um, recipes for, for all different meals for dinners. And so I don't see this one as, you know, the paleo is kind of like a, let's change your diet for, you know, fat loss and for, um, overall health. I don't see the feed zone as that. I see it as a good um, compilation of great recipes that have, you know, the philosophy being very fresh, very, you know, lots of vegetables, organic emphasis, um, local emphasis, and just really tasty meals. So to compare these two, you know, they're both books, I get that. But this one's more kind of like a cookbook to me. And the other one's like a let's change your whole philosophy on eating and make it so it doesn't fit into the modern age as well, or, or is against kind of the, the modern age. Um, feeds in a couple key differences then is they definitely use rice. There's kind of an Asian flair to it. And um, they use a lot of rice and that's a grain that paleo wouldn't use then. Um, feed zone doesn't seem to be trying to restrict carbs or grains. Um, and, you know, I will admit that I do when I work with athletes, especially if they are um, trying to lose fat. Feed zone kind of seems like it takes you 
you're happy with your weight. Maybe you've met your goal weight. And so here's some great recipes and also some things um, besides the processed commercial training fuels. Here's some recipes that you can take with you. I can't say that I always think that they are super portable. And again, this is, I said I'd wait to talk about the portables, but the, the uh, larger cookbook also has some of these ideas in it too. I don't often think that, um, you know, it, on a mountain bike, when someone's not giving you aid and that sort of thing, I think things are a little bit different. And some of these don't aren't appetizing to me in hot weather, especially. Um, but yeah, I think it's great ideas and it's made people stop just going and buying, you know, the same bar over and over and kind of think through the different options. So what have you had any experience with Feed Zone, Ben? Not really. Okay. Um, yeah. Like I said, and of course, this is also the guy who um, made Scratch Labs drinks, which a lot yep. of people love. And it's a very, um, you know, it's adequate sodium, but lighter on the side of carbs and um, and total calories. So as long as you can get everything you need some in another form on the bike, a lot of people love it because it has kind of um, reduced a lot of stomach issues in athletes who tend to have stomach issues. So that's a great, a great thing. Um, I find it kind of puts you in a hole as far as getting everything you need if you're going out for like a five hour ride and you're, um, you know, completely self-supported and that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, if, just, yeah. I'm, I'm more of the, like if I have to make some, even if it takes half an hour, hour the night before or something like that, I just, it's too much for me. Yeah. I am. Um, maybe we can link it here. Um, but I just, my, um, you know, my blog, my recipes this week were all about just taking foods that are already ready for you and just adding salt. So instead of a whole recipe, like what things, cause a lot of things make great training fuel, but the problem with a lot of, you know, kind of real food is that it's not very high in sodium until you add it. So for example, adding salt to honey or adding salt to, um, a newer one that I put on was, uh, um, those fruit strips, adding salt to that, adding salt to a Laura bar. Yeah. So that's pretty much great training fuel, but it's low in sodium. So if you add, I always use one twelfth of a teaspoon. We've talked about that before. Um, that adds 200 milligrams of sodium. So, you know, yep. that And that's kind of a happy medium between, like you said, having to sit down and really make a recipe yeah. versus buying it. You know, and I go both ways. I, you know, I offer a lot of recipes and I know some of them are too time consuming for some people. And, you know, it depends too. If you've never had a stomach issue eating commercial training fuel, and I don't see a problem with it. So, um, okay. So, so for real food with with sodium, are the sp spaghettios that I use are those fine for training fuel? <laughs> <laughs> you packing those in your, like, <laughs> your pocket? They're good, right? In the bottle. You just kind of suck it out of All right. So the difference between, or, you know, you have on one end you have paleo, right? Kind of that's kind of like you said, changing, kind of changing everything you, the way you approach it. Right. Feed zone is, is getting back to whole foods. So, yeah. And it's like a cookbook that, yeah, offers yeah. really good, tasty foods that are great for, actually for athletes and anyone else. Same thing with paleo. You know, paleo, it's almost changed. It, it has to be tweaked for athletes, kind of. For any endurance athlete. We're not talking about when you go out and work out for less than an hour. You can eat without very many carbs at all and usually do okay. And also the other thing we, when I talked about goals, you know, you got to think through whether or not you have weight loss goals or fat loss goals. And also whether those goals are primary in front of performance on a bike. Like, so if your primary focus is getting better on your bike, you're going to have to use training fuel to do that. So you can't be like, well, I don't eat very many carbs. 
and I'm not going to add training fuel, you know, and feel like you're going to get better on your bike. So it's about your goals. I'll, I'll briefly, this one's going just a little bit longer, but I'll briefly tell you my approach and kind of how I see all of this. Um, so first and foremost, I agree with both of them. They have a lot in, a lot of things in common. And I, I don't see these as like, um, the two ends of the spectrum. You know, there's lots of commonalities, like I said. So first of all, yes, all about the, um, getting away in day. So let's, emphasize too, this is daily eating. This is breakfast, lunch, dinner. This is not first about your training. Absolutely. Get away from processed foods. Cook at home as much as possible. You know, the emphasis on um, my meals usually during the daytime have a healthy carb, protein, and healthy fats. And that's one thing that paleo really does a good job of uh, is balancing those out, adding healthy fats. Um, and they go through and talk about, you know, what are healthy fats. And I think we've done that show. And if we haven't, we probably should. Um, so, yes, I, I agree. And both of these cookbooks or books can be used in that regard during daytime meals. Where I change things up is oftentimes I'm working with people who aren't, aren't at goal weight. And even if they are, um, I tend to reduce carbs then at dinner because you just don't need like the quick energy unless you're working out after dinner. And that's going to be something we're going to talk about in our next show. Um, unless you are working out afterwards, you just don't need the, this huge plate of pasta before you go to bed. And there's all sorts of reasons. Carbs, you know, drive this whole, whole um, hormone response that has to do with blood sugar and the insulin in our bodies taking care of the blood sugar and insulin being an anabolic hormone that wants to store fat and wants to reduce your breakdown of fat. There are reasons to moderate carbs and daily nutrition for athletes. And so I do work and so in that way. It's kind of pale-ish, <laughs> pale-licious. Um, <laughs> the, the differences then um, are that I am a little bit more liberal with carbs during the day, especially when someone, if you're at your goal weight, then I'm, we're definitely going to add in carbs. But then the emphasis is about feeling great and, and improving performance, you know, and losing fat obviously is going to help a lot of athletes get better on their bikes. So there's a balance there. If those are both of the goals and that's a tricky thing. And that's, you know, that's a custom nutrition plan whenever we're working to, um, decrease fat or, or like my whole book. Um, that is a, is not an easy thing to lose fat and get better on your bike, but it can be done for sure. So then we are increasing carbs during the day. Um, and the other thing is I really emphasize training fuel. I don't tend to send people out there and tell them, go get better at burning fat. Um, you know, and I'm, I agree with you. You can, and, and the better trained you are, the more you can go out and, you know, for two hours and not have anything or just have water is a better idea than not having anything. Um, a lot of that has to do with, with training. If you're trained at five and six hour rides, then two hours, you can probably get away with a lot. And there are lots of athletes and there's lots of variance here. Some athletes couldn't go past, you know, 45 minutes and I would probably be one of them. Um, after 90 minutes, I, I definitely feel much better if I'm having carbs during the well, other thing. It's not something you want to do all the time. You're digging a hole, right? You don't want to do right. it all the time. I'm just saying you mix it up a little bit and it'll help. Yep. The thing that I uh, tend to go back and forth with, though, is does that make you an overall better biker? I See, my deal is, is that once you want to go fast, once you want to kind of bust out of just your aerobic, you know, pedaling along and you go at race pace, I think your body wants carbs no matter how you've trained it. And whenever you see people who take the test where it shows what they're burning, you know, at different thresholds, they always move to burning carbs at 
higher thresholds. And see, I don't think it's because of how you've eaten. I think it's because of how your body wants to burn. So in my opinion, you can, you can make yourself more of a fat burner all you want by not overeating carbs day to day. And that's fine. And I think that will help help you as an athlete. But then to go out and race without carbs, I think you are doing yourself an injustice because your body will always perform better with adequate carbs. That's just my opinion on that. And that's a different show, too. Oh, yeah. Basically, I'm just fat and trying to lose some weight right now. So. Oh, yes. (laughs) And um, and anyway, yeah. Yeah, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't do it. You just said, you know, but um, so so I tend to really emphasize, and I think anytime you moderate carbs during your daily nutrition, you are more responsible then to make sure that you get what you need during training nutrition. Otherwise, so this um, the question derived from this person had tried paleo and had kind of it sounded like uh, bonked or or had a hard time doing well on his bike following this diet. So, in my opinion. What you have to do then, if you are going to reduce carbs during the day, you are going to need to make sure you get your pre-training, during training, and recovery. And that's a whole other base too. You do need carbs in recovery along with proteins and other things. Um, so you, you've got more of a responsibility as soon as you reduce carbs. And that's the whole trick of losing fat and still performing well is to see things as daily nutrition versus training nutrition. And daily nutrition is where you're all about being well, being healthy getting these, um, you know, whole foods and moderating carbs a bit. Training nutrition is all about giving your body what it can use right when it needs it. So, so when it comes down to it, the person who asked the question and said, Hey, I tried paleo for this long. It didn't work for me. Mm -hmm. It don't throw it out because what happens is you talk to Kelly and take her (laughs) fuel right approach is paleo might have been really good. You were just missing a few key things that would have helped, you know, for the mm-hmm. training nutrition aspect. Right. And feed down, I, like I said, I, I think it yeah. fits in, it can fit in there too. It's just a difference in maybe not having the grains, having a sweet potato instead, if you really want to stick to the philosophy of paleo. Right. But yeah, these aren't uh, mutually exclusive uh, things. And, and that's how eating is. It's not black and white anyway. There's yeah. so many variables. Um, and individual variables are, are key to designing a, a meal plan and training nutrition plan. So, yeah. so if, if I guess that that's it for this episode. So if anybody has any questions as, you know, as far as, Hey, maybe I tried pay it. Maybe I'm like in the middle of trying out paleo. I've doing some feed zone stuff, but I just need a little bit more help. Kelly can help. I can help. And where do we find all your stuff, Kelly? So I'm at Apex Nutrition LLC dot com. That's my website. And there you'll find, um, you know, a way that I can provide a custom plan for you. And when I do that, I take into account what you're doing now, give you an assessment and tell you, give you specific recommendations on how we're going to tweak it. And then I give you a custom meal plan and a huge old packet to kind of get you going with uh, daily nutrition and training nutrition. If you don't think you need all that, I do have just my instant download um program as well. And that will give you everything that I just talked about minus the, my, my assessment and, um, you know, personal recommendations, but you can find it if, if you're a do it yourself or type person, then that's an easy way for you to go to. And I try to make that one very, you know, upfront, here's what you do and then give you all the philosophy. If you feel like reading it, you don't have to dig through the whole book to figure out how to eat. I give you all the details and a whole meal plan in that one too. So 
get plenty, it straightened out. Yeah, plenty of stuff there. Otherwise, you can always email me, ben at mountainbikeradio.com, or like I said, it's kelly, K-E-L-L-I, at mm-hmm. apexnutritionllc.com. So, yes. All right, All right Kelly. I appreciate the time. Thanks, Ben. Yep. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of the Apex Nutrition Podcast. 